and gentlemen. And so it begins. Give the people what they want. The rise. All the way to the top. The fall. Heroes just got tombstone. The slam. It's me, Austin. This is FRS Slam. When my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. The most extensive, what? intensive, comprehensive, what? counteroffensive wrestling show on the planet. Woo! Now, finally, it's time. time. Here's Jamie Eisner. And I am the voice of the voiceless. And Chris Schubert. You come out here and you run your FRS Slam begins now. Hey, welcome back to another edition of FRS Slam Radio. Chris Schubert, Jamie Eisner here with you. Jamie, oh, your mic is turned on. I almost thought I didn't turn your mic on here that before. Would be, that would be mean, Chris. Uh, well, we're lucky we're even doing the show right now because you're lucky that I haven't broken the mixer that I'm standing in front you're, of. You were very angry. I am beyond angry at the moment because I'm trying Schubert to... Schubert smash. I'm trying to fix some problems that we're having in the office because... We like to do interviews on our podcasts. It makes good quality content. Yes. We can't do that at the moment. So I'm trying to fix it, and I'm encountering more problems than I thought I was going to. So we're lucky that we're here right Have now. you made it worse? Yes. Actually, in fact, we are now at a worse point than we were when the day started. And I don't know how that's possible. I didn't do anything. Doesn't seem extremely no, productive. No, it's not. It was it, counterproductive is exactly the word I would describe. Jamie, we love talking about the business of professional wrestling. I got three stories today about the business of professional wrestling. Not one, not two, but three. Three of them. And one is a bit of a follow-up to what we have been talking about over the last couple of days. has to do with the special guests that were in attendance on Tuesday at SmackDown Live. Those guests, for those of you who are just joining us and don't know who we're referencing, Colin Cowherd and two members of Fox Sports' executive team. I think they're the Fox Sports um, director and producer were both there at SmackDown on Tuesday. Sportingnews.com. Have you heard of them, Jamie? They, they exist, they, yes. On the 1 to 10 scale of reputable news sources, where would you like to rank them for, for the sake of this conversation? Nowadays? Let me get some heat for this. Like, I don't know, six and a half? Six and a half. So on most stories, they're better than average. Yes. Okay. So they... When they still... The parts of them that still have human writers, yes. They are reporting that Fox Sports is preparing a major push to take WWE television rights away from USA Network. Sources told Sporting News. They also talk about the idea of WWE Raw being on the Fox broadcast channel, Fox proper, with SmackDown Live going to Fox Sports 1. By the way, Fox is in 115 million U.S. homes. That's a lot of homes. That's the number. We've been looking at it over the last couple of days. It is 115 million U.S. homes. That's, what, roughly a third of the country? If, you just, if every one of those was single person, that'd be a third of the country. Yes. So that's a lot of homes. This is a quote... That Sporting News is attributing to a source. This is a direct quote. Quote, Fox is definitely trying to get the WWE. They'll pass on UFC, then use Raw for Fox Broadcasting and FS1 content, said a source. Which does go in line with the just non- update to anything related to UFC's TV deal with Fox Sports and Fox Sports 1. Yes, this falls right in line with pretty much, I mean, I don't want to say we're the smartest people in the world. I'll just say we're among them. No, but in this conversation, this is right in line with everything we discussed yesterday. I mean, almost lockstep. And remember what I said yesterday about that the fact that Colin Cowherd was there. Did I not say that he was probably the most important person of the group? 
You, I don't remember you saying that, actually. Okay, I did say that. I did say that it was very key to me that he was there, and here's why. Sources... It's key that he was there. He's not the most important person. Sources that added to the Sporting News story that Cowherd pulling a U-turn on this because his comments that we've talked about here on the show before, and we talked about them yesterday, about his the way he treated wrestling fans and what he thought of wrestling fans, kind of flipped yesterday on his, ra- on his radio show. He called it a lot of fun. A lot of performers, a lot of noise, a lot of crazy fans said it was a lot of fun. The sources told Sporting News that it is significant that he is pulling a U-turn on this. Well, Clearly, I'm sure he was told to. Right, but I do think it is notable that he is making this U-turn because it does mean exactly what you're saying, that somebody told him, hey, there's a very good possibility here that we could be ending, end up as the television home of WWE television. I've been very critical of TNA Impact Wrestling, right? That would be an understatement. Okay. If somebody wants to pay me $6 million annual salary, roughly, and that place then acquires TNA slash Impact Wrestling. Wait, so we're acquiring TNA Impact Wrestling? Yes. Let's say let's say if, if the FRS Network acquired TNA Impact Wrestling and my salary was bumped to about $6 million, I, I would be the biggest TNA fan on planet Earth. Which one of those two things are more likely? There's a better chance we, we buy TNA than I get a $6 okay, million that, salary. Uh, yes. So what you're saying is there's a chance that we could be the next... Not much of one. So we could we be the next bookers of TNA? Is that what you're saying? No. All right. I thought that's what you were I saying. I think that's going to happen. Okay. So yes, I I get what you. He's I get making the, so much money. Yes. That yes, there's bosses are telling him we're going to do this. Shut your mouth. But I, about the bad stuff and open your mouth about the good. stuff. But that's important to note. It is important to note that they are going this far to tell him, hey, you need to like wrestling now. You need to be a fan of professional wrestling well, at now. At least pretend you do on TV like you do with half of your other opinions, Colin. Okay, yes, you're poking fun at Colin. But I, it's notable that they're telling him to now do this because, honestly, would they tell him to do this if they didn't think there was a legitimate chance that they were going to be the next television home of WWE? I mean, they would if in the case of you're, you're trying to bid. I mean, again, what, 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 one of the worst things you can do as a business is have somebody that's in inside your business saying negative things about an interest that you're trying to acquire or a business partnership or a deal you're trying to cut. True. But I do think it is notable, and uh, we continue to go down this road, and now you have a sporting news piece basically saying that they are putting, uh, they're going to put together a major proposal, and they're okay with not having UFC anymore, which is very intriguing because UFC still hasn't worked out their TV deal either. Jamie, I have another business of wrestling story here for you, and you... In our pre-show meeting, which isn't really a pre-show meeting, it is a pre-show Slack discussion where I send you the things we're going to talk about. These are discussions that we'd be having without the show. I sent you a tweet, and I said, I want to talk about this on the show. And you said, quote, I don't know how much I'm going to be able to add other than... I'm going to fall asleep, but I'll let you do this. That's interesting. I have nothing to add to this. You're going to turn this into a story somehow. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm intrigued. PWG tweeted, due to an error with PayPal, front row in general admission tickets oversold for Time is a Flat Circle, their upcoming event. Rather than refund everyone, the show will be moving to a bigger venue to accommodate everyone. I'm going to let you say whatever little things you have to say, and then I'll make my point. Okay, cool. I find it very, very interesting. This means nothing, by the way, Chris. I find it Other than I'm glad they could sell more tickets, which we never thought they had an issue selling. I find it very, very interesting that a company, that a group, a professional wrestling industry, you know, promotion, that has been so set in their ways of we're going to work this one venue we're going to you just we're going to work it i think it's the american legion hall that they work at 
We're going to continue to run this building. We're going to continue to run this building. Nope, no plans to expand, no plans to expand, no plans to expand. Yet now they are forced to expand to another venue if it is only just for this one night because of an error. On accident, they've now sold more tickets and they're going to a bigger venue that can hold up to 1,900 people. That to me is very funny when you look at the way PWG books themselves. Now I do wonder, they have said point blank that they don't plan on ever going outside of another venue and they haven't gone to an, another venue in what, the last six or seven years if you look back on it. Does this accidental we're in a new venue, does it open their eyes? Do they maybe try to sell more tickets because they're, they're now in this bigger venue because they have to be in this bigger venue. Do they try to sell more tickets and go, huh, maybe every once in a while we can do this? Maybe. I mean, they've never, there's never been a thought that they couldn't sell more tickets. No, no, but they... So this doesn't say anything. No, but they've been very clear in, in setting their ways of we're not going to do it. And Correct. now on accident, they have to do it. And I wonder if sometimes accidents, you know, can breed success. I wonder if this is one of those accidents where they go, huh, maybe we should do this more. Shrug. Well, this means nothing. This is nothing. No, I'm not saying they're going to do it. I'm not saying they, they, they did this on purpose. There are people out there who no, said no, no, that. No, I don't, I, don't think that, I, don't think this is a, I don't think this is a work. But uh, also, by the way, it's much better for PR if to just do this than to refund people's money who think they've already have tickets and maybe travel planned and whatnot. Right. So it, this is a much better alternative to that. This might, this might actually help PWG's business. Look, there's a chance. There's a chance. Your points are valid. I'm not saying your points are invalid. I just think this doesn't mean anything. No, no, no. I don't They've think it means They've known it. they could sell more tickets. No, they know that. But they have been so set in staying in that one building. Yes. Now that they're forced to move to another building, does it change their mind? It might. It might. I just, This is nothing. And that's where I'm at it with It might. This. I will be... I will I'm be not going to even indulge you on I this. I will be very intrigued to see that an accident could potentially breed PWG more success. And I wonder if they go, hmm, maybe we should do this a little bit more often. Filter caught one. What happened? Nothing. I was going to make a joke. Filter caught it. The filter caught the filter joke. Filter caught it. Okay. I like you too much to make the joke. That's okay. probably not even true either. That's inaccurate. So you just you're just no selling my PWG story. I'm not even. I'm not. I've been even, no selling since you told it to me. I'm not even making a big point. I'm just wondering the fact aloud. That you even brought it up on the show for more than one sentence is too big of a deal. Uh, to one, I'm just wondering out loud if this could mean future things. Not that they're thinking of it now, but you know, when they're at the show, do they think about? Don't this? think anything has changed. I have another story for you. If there was you. questions about whether or not they could sell more tickets, yes, this could be the start of something. They know they could sell more tickets, and they've actively chosen not to. So right, I don't think this is going to change. Now that. that they're forced to go to a different don't arena for this one time, I think it, it may, it it may entertain the idea for them. Okay. I got another story here for you. Okay. I hope this one's better. It has to do with your favorite wrestling promotion. Chikara? Impact Wrestling. Oh. So I don't know how much better this story is going to be. Impact. By the way, I didn't know you were going to bring this up when I brought up the impact stuff earlier. That was just a, an example of if you somebody give me $6 million, I will have I will take whatever opinion you want me. I'll, I'll just admit it. $6 million per year is enough for me to, to have an opinion that you $1 want. $1 million is enough for you. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Double, if somebody wants to test and try this out. Double what you make now is probably enough for you. Depends on the opinion in that case. Oh, so that... Well, there are certain opinions in the world that will people will change sure, what they sure, think about you sure, versus sure, sure, like, sure, 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 oh, sure. I watch the impact is awesome. Sure, fair enough. It's fair different enough. than taking on some other opinions in the world. Impact wrestling. Yes. Lucha underground. I can be bought is basically what I'm trying to say. So if uh Go ahead, make your point. Huh? You done? Can I go? Can I continue? No. Impact wrestling. Lucha Underground are partnering up for a WrestleMania weekend streaming. Show, as you know, 
Impact has been doing a lot of things on Twitch these days. They have a Twitch channel airing a lot of older content. Uh, they've they've aired some specials on that show as on that uh, channel as well. And Anthem has been working with AAA, which is the Mexican wrestling group that is behind Lucha Underground. The the Lucha Underground has got uh, the the wrestler kind of partnership where they get a lot of the talent from from AAA to to create this this content. And they are now going to make a splash down in New Orleans. They are going to have a WrestleCon weekend show that is going to stream live on Twitch Friday, April 6th, starting at 9 p.m. Central Time at the Sugar Mill down there in New Orleans. They are going to have an Impact Wrestling versus Lucha Underground event. It will stream exclusively on Twitch. To, uh, Impact put out this out, put this out in a press release, and their channel will feature over ten hours of original daily content for the three days during the WrestleCon weekend, including podcasts and behind-the-scenes footage. Uh, the list of people that are going to be there: uh, Austin Aries, Alberto El Patron, Eli Drake, Moose, Eddie Edwards, LAX, OVE, Sammy Callahan, Trevor Lee, Brian Cage. Uh, you also have Ali Rosemary, uh, Taya Valkyrie, Scott Steiner will also be there. And then for the Lucha Underground side of things, these are the stars that they've announced. Pentagon, Phoenix, King Cuerno, Drago, Aerostar, Killshot, Matanza, The Mac, and Jack Evans. And then they said, and many other Lucha Libre sensations. And that they will announce the matches for this show in the coming weeks. So, Jamie, your thoughts on this relationship, this agreement, this idea of streaming a wrestling show on Twitch the uh, Friday before WrestleMania, and your excitement level. I will tell you my excitement level when you are done. I'm actually glad we're talking about this because the it's very interesting that TNA's deal with Twitch because the first wrestling company that, that did a deal where they were going to have multiple weeks of their programming on Twitch was House of Hardcore and Tommy Dreamer. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has talked about how, quite frankly, how successful it's been early on and that, that the people at Twitch actually are not only encouraged, they're excited about the future of wrestling on its platform. So this is... Very interesting to me because TNA clearly needs a shot in the arm. It clearly needs something to get it back into the, I don't even say public picture, but to at least get back to where people view Ring of Honor. Uh, And it needs to get back into that realm of things. Because right now, quite frankly, they're in danger of losing out the House of Hardcore just because of distribution. Uh, Pop TV and the other places that they've been going are just not going to cut so I'm intrigued to see if the live streaming of wrestling, which has been successful on individual apps or individual networks, if you will, if it works on Twitch and if the House of Hardcore model can be taken and either used for multiple or does it split the audience or is there more room to grow? So I'm very intrigued by this. Um, having the show Friday before WrestleMania, again, people are, it is, it is WrestleMania season, it is wrestling season. Uh, I think it will be semi-successful, but I have to, in my mind, determine what the word successful means because I don't know what they are drawing in terms of eyeballs initially. As you know, I'm a big Lucha Underground fan. Big, big Lucha Underground fan. I have bought the third season so that I'm able to catch up on it before the fourth season begins. I'm excited for this. I think this is going to be a really nice thing to kind of break up sort of the WWE. Look, Jamie, we we on a weekly basis here on this show talk about how long a week in wrestling is just during a regular pay-per-view week. You have the three hours of Monday, the two hours on Tuesday. You have the 
uh, well, I'm sorry, it's actually more than that now. It's three, it's almost three and a half hours on uh, on Tuesday. You have an hour on Wednesday with NXT, so you're already at seven and a half hours. Then now you have a four-hour pay-per-view. You're at 11 and a half hours. 11 and a half hours of your week on a pay-per-view is dedicated to WWE wrestling. WrestleMania week is close to 14, 16 hours when you factor in the Hall of Fame takeover and then WrestleMania itself, which is now, I think, a 12-hour extravaganza every year. So being able to break it up, whereas oh, I can watch some other wrestling that's going to be going on, whether it's going to be the Rev Pro show that's going to have some New Japan guys on it, or it's whether it's going to be this. Look, this is happening at the same time of the Hall of Fame. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to watch this over the Hall of Fame. I can watch the Hall of Fame later. Yes. I can't watch this later. I have to subscribe to the TNA's mm-hmm. channel or to their, their network in order to do it. I, I'm going to watch this one live. I'll watch the Hall of Fame later. It breaks it up a little bit. It gives you a different flavor of wrestling on the biggest wrestling week of the year. Yes, it gives you a different feel to it. And I think it's it's going to be something that I'm very intrigued by. I think this Twitch deal partnership, whatever we want to call it, with TNA is going to be one of the most uh, intriguing things I've watched over the next several months. I think it gives TNA the best chance of succeeding. Short of them getting back on Spike TV, which I don't think is going to happen. Replacing Raw if they lose Raw to Fox, replacing Raw with Impact. Short of that, this is the best way that TNA could succeed. And by the way, those other two things are not realistic. What USA? USA Network's not taking up TNA. Uh, no, they they will take up another uh, company, another wrestling company before they take on TNA. Correct. And I think it would be Ring of Honor would be the one. That if they, they would. I don't know if Sinclair would sell. I know that. But that would be the group that I would go. Yes. If I'm USA, that's the, the wrestling I target. New Japan doesn't do weekly, so that doesn't work for you. So it's Ring of Honor. The yeah. we, a weekly episodic, not the longest running yeah. weekly episodic television they program will, in history. Spoiler, and you know this as well as I do. If Raw leaves USA Network, it will not be replaced with pro wrestling. No, I don't know what they replace it with. Something. Maybe they jump into the UFC mix. That, that, that might could. be their counter. See what the timeline works on that. Um, or they go somewhere else. Jamie, I have some disappointing news for you. Okay. I know you're not going to WrestleMania, but if you were, neither are you. You can't bring beach balls or iPads or tablets. That would, yeah, uh, we uh, the phrase "we hate beach balls" is something that has been said to us by yep. people inside of WWE. Yep. Structure. Yep, we have heard that multiple times. So they're not at, uh, they're not a big events. fan of beach ball mania. By the way, spoiler alert: there will be more than 0.5 beach balls in New Orleans. More than 0.5. You could bu- you could probably bump that number a little bit up. You want one and a half, two and a half? I'll take the over on all of those. There's going to be at least ten beach balls. Beach balls are incredibly easy to hide. Yes, they Uninflated are. Uninflated beach balls yes. take up no space. No space. Uh, Wrestling Observer Newsletter came out today. Uh, Keith Lee and Walter have both been offered WWE contracts. Walter, since the newsletter has gone out, has denied this claim that he has received an offer. But Melzer is reporting that Keith Lee and Walter have been offered WWE contracts. Either of those guys do anything for you in terms of wanting to see them in WWE. You don't even know who Walter is. We no, had this I, I believe on one of the gimmicks on one of the shows yes. was me making fun, fun of, of the, the guy's I'm name aware is of Walter. Keith Lee's existence. Uh, I've seen a couple of his matches. Uh, fine. Like, I just, it doesn't stand out to me, at least at this stage. You're so negative. I'm not negative. You're I'm so not indicting them as performers. You're negative gonna, on the I, PWG story. Ne- the PWG story is not a story. Uh, negative two, on you. Two Again, to f- tremendous. I'm a you hater. Two to four more minutes of Raw and SmackDown every week. Jamie, how does that make you feel? 
I'm sure they will use it wisely. Last commercial time USA announced yesterday, I think we talked about this on our radio show last night, did not talk about it on the podcast because we didn't learn about it until later on in the day. USA uh, announcing a new advertising strategy, which in turn means 10% less commercial time on your television shows. Raw and SmackDown, clearly one of those shows on NBC Universal. Two to four more minutes is what it actually breaks out to uh, for Raw and SmackDown. And as you noted, I'm sure they'll use it well. I'm sure they'll do the right thing with maybe, it. Maybe, maybe, they can, maybe they can work the fashion files back on the TV. Ronda Rousey appeared to have made a positive impact to walk-up ticket sales. Yes, appeared to have a, a strong walk-up in, in Anaheim. Las Vegas had 8,000 tickets a few weeks out for yes. Elimination Chamber. They ended up with 11,000 in the T-Mobile Arena for Fastlane. Now, you don't know what causes that. No. You can't attribute all of that and to Rousey. And let's be honest, Vegas is a walk-up city. Right. For Anaheim... The show, the afternoon of the show, it was looking like it was going to be 8,500. It ended up being 10,000. That is attributed to Rousey because they did not announce she was going to be on that show until after the pay-per-view. But. Okay. How much of that do you attribute to Brock Lesnar? Because they advertised on the pay-per-view and the night leading up to it and during the show that Brock Lesnar was going to be there. So my point is, is yes, Ronda Rousey absolutely, as a logical human being, absolutely helped walk-up sales. But I, I have a hard time attributing all of that to Ronda when Brock Lesnar was also scheduled to be there. It's true. I didn't even think of that. It's not even, no, Meltzer doesn't even note that in his, uh, in his piece this week, which I think is very interesting of him to not even mention the fact that they also they advertised a Brock Lesnar appearance. They said multiple times on the pay-per-view, Brock Lesnar's going to be there, Brock Lesnar's going to be there, Brock Lesnar's going to be there. And if, Open the show with a graphic, face-to-face, Brock Lesnar, Roman. No, obviously open with a graphic doesn't help ticket sales. That no, no, no. The show's going on. But to your point. But they booked a portion of the show, a face-off between Reigns and Lesnar. To your point. If I, if I was somebody who lived in Anaheim or near Anaheim, and I'm a wrestling fan, and I hadn't bought tickets yet. I was just, I was busy, wasn't sure if I was going to be able to get out of work in time. Yeah. And on your, and on the pay-per-view, you tell me Brock Lesnar's going to be there? That certainly could influence my decision. Or you tell me Brock and Ronda are going to be there. That influences now, okay, my well, that's decision. that's two people I really want to see. Right. Okay, I'll go. You know what I mean? So uh, they, they, I think they both deserve some amount of credit for that number. Correct. And that is where I'm very intrigued to see if that trend continues. Honestly, Jamie, it feels to me that Ronda's going to be on the show every week. Do you get that same feeling with the way that they've booked her last two appearances? I would hope so, or at least most weeks. Again, I thought she was quote-unquote full-time. Well, right. Brock Lesnar is quote-unquote full-time. Nah, nobody, nobody refers to him colloquially as full-time. John Cena, free agent. John Cena is the better example of that, of uh, someone that they claim is full-time, but he's, he's referred to as part-time. I have a hard time believing Ronda Rousey says she was full-time to show up once every six weeks. Now, does she have to be on every single week? No. No, I don't. But I think for the last five weeks of WrestleMania, she should be there. Now, the TV ratings didn't bear this out for Ronda, right? So she may have had really good impact on the walk-up sales. She did not have good impact on the TV ratings. Now, in her defense, and I will defend anybody that well, they put on the defense, close of the show. Go, go ahead. Go first. Because anybody that they put at the close of the show, you're, it doesn't matter what you do. The only thing on this planet, Jamie... 
that they could advertise for the third hour of their wrestling show that would make it so that that rating doesn't dip as much as it does every week is if they it's told a me live sex celebration between Edge and Lee. Oh no, not that. If they told me that CM Punk was returning in the final segment of the show, if they, yeah, well, that's then it. People would stick around. That's it. There's the only thing that they could do in 2018 that would make or that me... Or that Daniel Bryan's wrestling. Or that Daniel Bryan is going to make his in-ring return. That's the only two things on this planet that you could do that would make that number shrink. So There's nothing. You can't do anything to save that third hour number. It's also, impossible. As I've said on the show a million times, and again, you know I've been very lackluster about the impact I think Ronda Rousey's going to make. Relative, you, to, no. relative to what other people think. Not my, that she's not going to make an impact. Myself included. But the, the, there's a lot of the wrestling world that's like, oh my goodness, this is... So it's, my reaction is relative to that. However, as I, I have to continue to make this point whenever you bring up ratings on the show. We cannot look at one week's worth of ratings and discern anything. So it's not fair to Ronda to say, well, the ratings didn't immediately go up when she was on it. The ratings are a product of multiple weeks of booking leading up to it. Can I counter that? Unless it's a show that, like... The Raw 25 show, which, by the way, was multiple weeks of booking leading into that show that got the, that got the, that spike in that first hour. I agree with you, but can I make an argument sure. to the contrary just to play devil's advocate? Absolutely, you can. I love when you play devil's advocate. This Raw... The devil's Is that Kane? Like, yeah, the devil's favorite Kane, advocate. That, <laughs> um, That's what they would call Paul Heyman if he managed Kane. Yes, the, the devil's, devil's favorite advocate. Ad, the devil's favorite advocate. <laughs> My this client, Glenn Jacobs, is running for... completely just Sorry. Up my, my, my point. This show happened the night after a pay-per-view. Yes. There could be an effect. I don't believe this. I am in your camp of week to week. You can't... These ratings are a result of last week. Yeah. Now, if they were book, okay, sorry. I want to finish your point. But my point was, if they had been booking, Ronda's going to be on this Anaheim show for four weeks. Then it matters. Then it matters. Yes. But they booked. We knew she was going to be there because we talked about. We've had the dirt sheets. But there is a little bit of an impact of she was on the pay per view the night before, and they said she was going to be on the show the next night. So there, there should be some. There, there's something we can glean from it. Because here, if the number spiked and went totally up, what would we come in here and say? Well, or was that, Ronda? That, would, that would be an incongruency. The difference is, is when when you're starting to look at like the ratings, do you see there's like two there's got to there's got to be a top baseline and a bottom baseline for you, and almost anything that hits in there is normal fluctuation. Mm-hmm. If there's a really really low rating or a really really high rating for a segment, you have to step back and say, okay, what caused that? Raw 25 first hour really really high rating, we know what caused that. If there was a really really low rating and it turns out there was some you know didn't happen this year because uh, Olympic hockey. On the, on the men's side in particular, the women's side was excellent, but on the men's side was very lackluster because of NHL players not being there. Let's say there was a gold medal USA-Canada game on right across from Monday Night Raw and there was a really low rating. Okay, we can see what happened. Or a presidential debate, which mm-hmm. would happen Which has a lot. happened with pay-per-views in the past with them. So, that, But you have to look at that. But it, we put the baseline out there and nothing is out of whack. It's going to go up and down and up and down based on the And rate. I think this show falls in that. Also... More importantly, you didn't tell people when Ronda Rousey was going to be on the show. And I think that's a factor, too. If you told her Ronda Rousey is going to kick off Raw with her response to Stephanie McMahon... Which is what you should have done. If you said that on the pay-per-view and you promote that throughout the day, you stand a better chance of spiking the rating early on. And then I would have said if the rating did nothing special, I went, well, people didn't respond to that the way they should have. Let's see if that becomes a trend. By the way... You just said something. What if we re? What if we reworked the order of Raw? 
What if Ronda kicked off the show? She should have. They did that exact segment. Yes. And then the story, the whole rest of the show is, well, what's happening with Kurt Angle and Triple H? Yes. Then you close the show, because the third hour is a dumpster fire anyway. You're yes. not going to be able to do anything. You close the show with Roman. Where he, he hold on, just let me finish this, because this, no, this just came to me. You. I just was moving. This, you can add this into the shoot level of the promo. I was supposed to talk earlier in the show. They it, moved me around because we were waiting on Brock. He still isn't here. We've only guess got, he's not coming. Guess he's not showing up. Then you add that into the yeah. promo. You close the show with Roman cutting that promo, flipping the mic and leaving. Yeah. That would have been it cool. Been excellent. And I think that's, in hindsight, that's what I would have done. Yeah. That, to me, now then you can advertise in the leading up. Ronda Rousey kicks off Raw. Now we can look at the first hour and go, okay, she didn't have that big of an impact. Because, or she did have that big of an impact. Or she stands a better chance because you, you put in this scenario, I need to be at my TV it's at 8 p.m. Eastern. I need to be at my TV because Ronda Rousey is going to kick off the show. Mm-hmm. Versus Ronda Rousey is going to be on the show sometime between 8 p.m. and 11 p.m. Right. You're guessing as to when she's going to be there. Now, I have been watching professional wrestling forever now. I know Ronda is either at 8 o'clock. Well, sorry, what would it be? It would be 8 Eastern. Top, yeah, top the, of the show. Top Eastern, of the show, 9, 9 o'clock, or 10, 10 Eastern, or the close of the or show. The four spots. She's only in four spots on the show. That's it. And, and more likely than not, she's either at the beginning or the end. Yes, she's in spot one or two. She's in spot, yeah. Well, one or one, four. Two, one, two or four, actually. One, two or four. Three. The top of this first hour and the second hour is, is, a, is, a, is a pretty big spot. Too. That's it. Yeah. There's four, there's really four or three spots that she could be in on that show. Yes. So if I tune in at eight o'clock and she's not there, I can, tur- I can the turn away. But the most people don't know that or think that way or care to think that way. Is Ronda going to be on the show? Yes, cool. When is she going to be on the show? She's opening the show. Cool, I'll, it's appointment television. If she's not opening the show, I'll, I'll wait to see what Twitter says. Or right. I'll turn it on if Twitter tells me to turn it on. Mm-hmm. Or I'll just see what somebody will clip a video and I'll see it on Twitter. Right. And that is how people think. So I, I'm not going to attribute poor third-hour ratings that are not out, out of the context of what they've normally been to Ronda Rousey having no impact. Even though I am the king of, I think her impact is going to be a lot less than what most wrestling no, fans believe. No, I, I don't think this is a good indicator right Correct. now. Correct. It's uh, not. It can be. It, TV ratings can be an indicator it can, at some but point. but this isn't. But this one isn't. And, this, and the, by the way, and this is, again, I want to re- reemphasize when I say this, this would help prove my point, but it's not a valid piece of data at this point. No. If they announced her for next week, if they today announced Ron is going to be on Raw on Monday to open the show... And the raw rating at the beginning of the show was bad. Okay, now we have two plot points. Yes. Now we're starting to gain more context to this whole situation, and we can discuss it a little bit more. Jamie, it's the month of March. What happens in the month of March for us in the sports world? March Madness. What is March Madness actually? A bracket. It's a big a tournament. tournament. What if I told you pro wrestling has three tournaments this month? How does that make you feel? Because you're very anti-March Madness. You're anti-brackets. I'm not, I'm not, you're anti-brackets. Not anti brackets. And you're the biggest I'm tournament anti- guy I know. I'm anti people this- talking about their brackets. I, I'm anti people that have watched zero seconds of college basketball talk about their brackets. It is infuriating. So you're anti. You're the biggest tournament guy I know, and yet you are anti this tournament. We have three tournaments this month: Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, yes, which is going to kick off here pretty soon; the Cruiserweight Championship Tournament, which is in full swing; and in just eight days from now, Jamie, the New Japan Cup is going to start. Have I? Have you read this bracket yet? I have not. Would you like me to break it down Read for you? Read to me right on air. Yoshihashi going to take on Kota Ibushi. Okay. Tetsuya Naito, Zack Sabre Jr. in the first round. Nothing. You just you, you just no-sell Tetsuya Naito, Zack Sabre Jr.? You just no-sell it? Okay. Toriyano against Davey Boy Smith Jr. Chucky e. T taking on Sanada. Michael Elgin taking on Tomohiro Ishii. 
Juice Robinson against Yujiro Takahashi. Okay. Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Taichi. And Bad Luck Fale against Lance Archer in the New Japan Cup. Okay. So By the way, Lance Archer still does nothing for me. Okay. Do you know the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic yes, bracket? I do. Street Profits Heavy Machinery, TM61 Authors of Pain, uh, Sabatellian Moss versus Sanity, uh, Danny Burch, Oni Lorcan against Tyler Bate and Trent Seven. And then, of course, the Cruiserweight Championship Tournament, which is uh, continuing. You're going to have Cedric Alexander against Roderick Strong uh, as the one semifinal match on the one side. And then the other side, we have whatever's going to come of this week's edition of 205 Live. you got Mustafa Ali against Buddy Murphy, and then Drew Gulak against Mark Andrews. So a lot of fun going on there. Meltzer gave his ratings for Elimination Chamber, Jamie. Okay. You want to take a guess at what the highest rated match was and what the star rating was? On Elimination Chamber. Let me see. I would guess. This is really good. It was a very, it's a very weird card. Yep. And I, unless I'm not a big chamber guy. My guess would be that the highest rated match on this card was the women's elimination chamber match. Uh, that would be the second highest rated match on the card. The women's chamber got 3.25 stars. Okay, that's about right. So the winner had three and a half stars. The winner had 3.75 stars. The men's match? The men's chamber. Let's say there's nothing else that's even close. 3.75 stars. So then you have the men's chamber, then the women's chamber, then a tie. The bar versus Titus Worldwide, 2.25 stars. Yeah, but say nothing else is a Oscar, two and a half stars. Oscar Nia Jax, 2.25 stars. That's, and being then, j- that's being nice. And then Bray Wyatt versus Matt Hardy, two stars. Those are the ratings for Elimination Chamber. Also, just want to talk here as we close out this edition of FRS Slam Radio. The next edition of Being the Elite the official all-in Twitter account tweeted this. It will feature the location of all for all-in. I'm going to read you the, the tweet here because I think it's very important the way this is worded for us. The next being the elite will feature the location for the event. I infer that as they're not going to outright tell us, but that the building is, or something is going to be there that we're going to have to figure it out. And my guess is there's going to be like multiple buildings. Oh, so you think they're going to completely uh, swerve us? Yes, and I just, think they're going to be. I think they're telling the truth. It's going to be featured, but we're, we're going to see multiple plausible locations. Where do you think this ends up being? Uh, I still think it's going to be in California. I think it's Chicago, and I think you know why. I think it's yeah, Chicago. You convinced that CM Punk is on the show. Yep. I am not. Yep, I'm convinced that he is on that show. So I think I think he is going to be all in along with everybody else there. Uh, some some rumor the rumor roundup from Cage Shite Seats. I always like taking a look at some interesting things from here. I'd love to get your thoughts. You know what we should do, Jamie? We should start I should start reading you rumors and you tell me how valid you think they are on a one to ten scale. Isn't there somebody that does that? Isn't, I, isn't, isn't there somebody that does that jokingly with like a Meltzer scale? I give it three Meltzers out of five or maybe, something? Maybe, maybe. I feel like there's uh, somebody does We're this. We're going to do it now with Jamie because you okay. poo-poo every rumor I bring up on this show. Yeah, because your rumors suck. So this one, uh, according to Sports Illustrated, Brock Lesnar is over his contractually required number of dates and, quote, far more interested in discussing his next contract than being a team player on his prior deal. The Jamie uh, Scales okay. says... Well, I, I have no way of knowing if he's over his dates or not. But the latter, latter half of that, I would put... I would give it 4.75 melters out of 5. So you're going to... I'm going to steal that. Whoever's gimmick that is. Please, somebody tell me whose gimmick that okay. is. I don't remember. So you're stealing like, gimmicks. Okay. Yes. Uh, Sports Illustrator also claims the plan for the Intercontinental title match is a fatal five-way with The Miz, Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, Elias, and Braun Strowman. 
Another 4.75 out of 5 Meltzers. On wrestling, they love their multi that they're in love with their multi On Wrestling Observer Live, Brian Alvarez says that he has heard that WWE may not have an Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal at WrestleMania 34. Instead, there's a talks of a women's battle royal. Five Meltzers out of five. Wow, we're, we're going strong here. Not surprising. Uh, Dave Meltzer wrote on MMAfighting.com that WWE has decided to use Kurt Angle as Ronda Rousey's partner against Triple H and Stephanie McMahon at WrestleMania. It should be made official within the next few weeks. This is directly from Meltzer, so... I six, okay. six Meltzers out of five. This is okay. Okada Omega of rumors. Per the site WrestlingNews.co, by the way, I'm reading all this from KChat Seats, so shout out to them for putting this together. WWE is planning to run Sasha Banks versus Bayley as one of four matches featuring women at WrestleMania 34. Five melts out of five. Easy. The two championship matches, Banks, Bailey, Women's Royal Rumble. Done. Check. Okay, well, so Gone. it's a Women's Battle Royal. Whatever. Women's Royal Rumble. I, that, Whatever. That's all I have in terms of... Uh, I, those are, it's good rumors this week. I, I'm sorry I ruined your gimmick by liking most of these. Uh, no, I, I think no, these are all seem very logical and they're booking as such. No, nobody's really going out on a limb here. No, but I'm sure we'll get something like the whole uh, John Cena, Rey Mysterio stuff from a couple of days ago. That was. Yes, yeah, so and those, those are the fun ones. Those, these ones seem within the, the realm of reasonability. Anything else, sir? That's I provided all, all the content today. That's all I got. You just not time you did some work around. Hey, you know what? I can't fix the, the mixer, but I can certainly provide you with wrestling stories to talk about. All right, guys, that is going to do it for us. As always, you can follow the show on Twitter at FRS Slam, FRSSlam.com for all of your wrestling column content. Jamie, what do we have from the FRSSlam.com staff today? Well, Throwback Thursday is the, is the weekly feature from Jesse Bork looking back at social media SmackDown from 2013. I don't even want to know. Uh, I, do, I'm not, know. I don't want to know. Uh, the other one that's very interesting, uh, how the blurred lines between babyface and heel is actually kind of reigniting the Bailey sasha Banks feud. That it's a, just a little bit different than what their feud has been in the past. Right, who, been a very clear heel and a very clear... Who wrote record. that so I can go yell at him? Uh, Franklin. Okay, good. So me and Franklin's feud continues. And what the heck does Braun Strowman do at WrestleMania? Something we have talked about on the show a lot. So you can read those three uh, and more. There's an article about Roman Reigns being booked well, uh, but it has to continue from who, somebody I know. Who wrote that one? Uh, that was, I believe that was you. That was me. I wrote that one, yes. Uh, we talked about that on the show yesterday. yesterday yep. As well as the thoughts on WWE thinking Rousey and Stephanie McMahon is the new Austin Vince McMahon, a topic we discussed on the show <laughs> earlier. You can catch all that at frslam.com if you want to find the podcast. We are in a multiple of different places. Easy for you to say. Yeah, I know, exactly. Uh, Anchor, FRS Slam Radio. You can get that via the mobile app on Anchor. We're also tweeting it out every day from the FRS Slam Twitter account. Uh, also, it goes up on the site at FRSSlam.com. You can also find the show on iTunes. If, if you don't know that it is on iTunes, it is. You can find it there, FRS Slam Radio. And for those of you Android users out there who find us via the website or via a bunch of other places, you can also find the show uh, via Pocket Casts. It's an app that I use as well. Working on getting it on Google Play and Overcast. Those are the next two kind of waves of where we're trying to put the podcast. So we are working on that. All right, guys, that is going to do it for us. We will be back tomorrow on a Friday. Got to sell Jamie on some wrestling, and there's probably some other rumors that we can talk to him about. So we will do that tomorrow. We'll talk to you then, guys.